You're not like, I need passion. I need this. I need that. Yeah. No. This is when you're in a relationship and you're trying to just keep it fucking moving because that shit is not easy. No, because it has to constantly move and expand. It, it changes in inevitability. There, there's no such point in time ever that change is not in inevitability. And the people that just sort of settle in or settle down into their relationship are doomed. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Well, it's that time of day or month or week again. It's the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast with your lovely hosts, Dr. Tony Refrain and the wonderful Lexi Rodriguez from beautiful San Diego, California. Hey, Lex. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, Scottsdale is well and good. Uh, Vegas is well and good. I've been going back and forth there quite a few times too. And nice. uh, you know, you know, winter winter in our part of the world is I usually know. fairly mild. And I I was brought up in Southern California, and uh, and I've only just been out here and there. So I'm uh, I would be a winter wuss uh, if it came down to it because I've got friends back east and also oh friends God, friends too. over in Europe, over in all my friends in Holland. I say hey to them. And uh, that it's brutal. It's just brutal what some people go through uh, every single year in regards to going through the, through the four seasons. I don't know four seasons. I know two, or maybe two and a, maybe two and a half. And I think kind of the same with you because you did the opposite. You started Tucson and went to California. It's beautiful over here right now, man. It's like the daytime is summertime, borderline like beach day. And then nighttime, you can bust out your beanie and your leather jacket and throw on some boots, and it's you're you know you're celebrating winters. So. I would just say I would say anybody who's interested, just follow you on Instagram because you are very active on Instagram. Yeah, follow you're, me. Yeah, I'll show you, you the you and, you and your Instagram stories. So today I mm-hmm. brought up the topic with Lex, and we we kind of bounced it around a little bit. And it's something I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and it's the three. The three things every single successful relationship has to have. Right. You have to have it. Every mm-hmm. the, the people that I've talked to in the past uh, in for, uh, the past situations where I've been a uh, family systems, I've been a couples therapist, uh doing all that kind of stuff, the people that I deal with in regards to the just the coaching, the one-on-one and uh my own personal experience, I found that these th- I've whittled this down to these three things that I've seen in every single successful relationship that I've ever seen or witnessed or been involved with. Right. And mine are basically based off of my personal experience and I'm still learning as I continue to date. But you know, what's interesting to me is I work with a lot of people on relationships in general, whether it's with their boss. We've talked about this before. It's with their friend, their family. Um, They just rekindled uh, a relationship with their cousin that went off the rail or whatever prior um, and these are all very similar. We're going to talk about solely intimate relationships and um, your your potential significant other. But if you're listening and you're solid in that aspect or you're just single as fuck and you can kind of relate what we're going to talk about to your job or to a relationship in your life that may be a little bit uneasy that you're trying to really just like seal and make it solid. Yeah, I, I think I, I think this comes down to having a, sort of a impromptu checklist in regards to do do I have do I have these three things and of course I have my we haven't talked about our three things prior to the show because I always like seeing where you come from and what your perspective is and if it's a little bit different than mine so I but I think that these for me I think these three things you absolutely need you've got to have these at least these 
in order to move forward. There's a, a, some other things. There's some other extra things. Uh, and humor didn't make my list, but I think that's a huge thing since of humor oh, and, so and having that. But a lot of people have no sense of humor and they're with but other those, people those that are have no sense of, of humor. So you're right. that's why, you're right. that's why I figured that probably wasn't one of the, so there are a ton of, of things that are relative, but what we're going to speak <clears throat> on is kind of the main traits that you should be looking for within your duo of, a. Uh, relationship or i mean maybe it's not a duo maybe it's a trio or a quadruple and yeah, if yeah, that's whatever, the you know, case whatever it takes holler at me uh, yeah and, and if that is the case then go to back to our fantasy relationship podcast then you'll you know, then you'll you'll get the gist of that so the three things that i came up with are uh the three things that that are absolutely that every successful relationship has three things the first thing is they have amazing communication the second thing is they have respect for each other they, you got to have respect for each other. The third thing is you have to support their your better your other half's life. You support, have to support totally. them in regards to their own independent life, what they're doing, where they want to go, you know, what their accomplishments are, what their, where their career goals are. There has to be that level of support. There has to be. So it's not only just uh, respect for the other person, which which is a no-brainer. It's not just communication, which is actually a super no-brainer because everybody talks about that all the time. But it makes perfect sense, and it, and I think it's absolutely necessary. But I really think you need to support your other person. Oh, 100%. Because it, can, we, it can't be. The thing is with support. Well, let's, let's break down yours a little bit, and then we'll get into mine. The thing is with support is it can't be a competition. And you know what? I see a lot of relationships, and I talk to a lot of people and a few of my clients that are having issues in their relationship because they feel like this, like, fucked up emotion that they're competing with their significant other, whether it's to make more money or to have more friends or even to be the loudest in the room and the most charming in the room. Because a lot of times, I mean, I have a couple of friends where I'm like, you guys are both like so fucking rad. And it's hard for me to even choose who I like better. You know, do you have um, to choose? Is there, is no, a- but you know right. how when you are friends with a couple, it's like sometimes you and I'm very good at being neutral, but I, I see the competition in them. That's what I'm saying. Oh, is right. I okay. see it. Okay, yeah. So rather than compete support, like Tony said, that's huge. So. Maybe see that your husband's taking the lead and making everyone laugh in the restaurant. But instead of getting irritated and trying to like jump in and make everyone laugh louder, just fucking take a step back and be like, hell yeah, like that's my dude. He's hilarious. I see more competitors than supporters is all. And that's and I agree. And that's an ego thing. Of course, obviously, it's just the ego thing bouncing out. And it's all context, too, because you could have you could be having a pretty crappy day and you know, you're. (laughs) And you know your husband's he's just he's kind of a flirty, very outspoken, extra yeah. extroverted guy. And you know he's gonna be he he gets to the restaurant and you know he's on stage, you know, uh, you mm-hmm. know, throwing things here, throwing things there. And sometimes you just are not in the mood for that at all. Totally. Even after a, even after your first couple of glasses or a couple of bottles of wine, you're still not able to deal with that. So I get that. That makes perfect sense. And I think that we're taking, we always take a look at the big picture here. What Tony's talking about right now, I think, is the very beginning, right? When you start dating someone, um, you're not going to know everything about them or you're not going to know exactly what they bring to the table immediately. You have to kind of dig and get to know them and you have to silently read them. Um, I think it's huge for you to be transparent when you just start dating because they're going to see you being transparent and they're going to feel like, okay, I can be myself. Um, and then that's where you take the notes in the general dating setting to move forward and then incorporate these important aspects of 
what you need in a relationship because the, what we're talking about now is the is what you've built to from dating it's not when you right. start dating you're not like i need passion i need this i need that yeah. no this is when you're in a relationship and you're trying to just keep it fucking moving because that shit is not easy. No, because it has to constantly move and expand. It, it changes in inevitability. There, there's no such point in time ever that change is not in inevitability. And the people that just sort of settle in or settle down into their relationship are doomed because yeah. relationships are a living thing. And they're always expanding in one way or the other, or they need to. And if they don't, they die. It's 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 just like a plant. You get a plant, and if you stick it in the corner and you'll just keep it there, it's going to die. So it's a if matter you of you just want a relationship because you want a relationship. It's going to die. It's got to be fun. Yeah, it's got to it, be giving. It's got to be inspiring. It's got to be all those. It's it's and everybody, you know. It, and then you get into the whole thing about people saying, "Oh, relationship, they're they're hard work." I don't really buy into the hard work thing. It's an aspect of your life that ex- it, it, that expands yourself and it brings another person into your entity. And, and you guys together make something unique and, and, well, yes. and this extra energy. So wh- how does it work that you're that you put you put in time and effort into somebody that you love and you care for and you want to be and you want them to be a part of your life it's not work yeah. it's just investment I think well right it's investment and that's I love that you say that because. I understand. I've said in the past, um, when we started the Walk of Shame radio podcast, I said relationships should not be fucking hard because you're, you're, it's simple. You choose the person you want to be with the most at that time in your life. You hang out with them. And then when you don't want to be with them the most over someone else, you don't. It's over. You don't do it. You're with someone else. You pick that person. You cho- you choose that person. It's a priority. So choice is mm-hmm. a big keyword for me in relationship. Choice is huge. But when it comes back to the hard work thing, it's the reason why I would say it's not easy is it's not. This is the, in my life. And this is what I'm learning and living now is it's not easy slash hard for me to stay in a relationship for a certain amount of time after um, kind of realizing or paying attention to certain things when maybe in the past I would work at them or some other people would work at those things. So I'll, I'll maybe I'll get a sign and I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't the one because X amount X happened or whatever. And then mm. I, for me, I'm just kind of like, cool, peace out. This didn't work. Instead of working just, just be, at it, just because, because I don't one, think it should be, be hard. Just because of one thing. So one thing kind one of didn't go along. or two or three. Or as it goes I mean, on, as the relationship goes uh, okay, on, these okay. things so it's, happen. So it's, so it's, it's hard for me to stick to work at it. It's hard for me to stick in a relationship that, not that they're drastic things, but they're little things that I know I could find in someone else and not have to deal with it. And that's the hard part. The hard part is for me to be like, well, fuck, if you're doing this and I don't like this, why don't I date this person who's not doing this but might be doing something Eggs. else? And that's then the that, whole point. Right. That's but the then that's point. what. So that's my problem right. is I'm just like, well, fuck, dude. I'm going to I'm going to keep it moving because at this point I have the opportunity and I have the option to keep it moving. But I am going to mm-hmm. hit a wall someday where mm-hmm. I'm just like, fuck. But that brings up a good point. It brings it brings up the point to where when you first start a relationship and it comes down to really how much of you are you going to expose? How much of you are you going to expose the level one you or are you going to expose the level five or the level nine and a half? And yeah. and if you expose the level nine and a half on the first or the second date, you'll scare the shit out of them and they will not 
get back to you or they will not answer your texts. So it's a matter of always easing into it. But the thing is that that, that's kind of during that honeymoon or that first dating period that extends that period of time where you can get to know somebody because they're a little more reserved as well. And it's more of a protective thing. Plus the fact that again, you don't want to freak anybody out because if you're, if you're way into, you know, model trains or, you know, some weird shit, then you're not going to come kind of throw that stuff out there right away and say, you know, I'm a little fringe in this area. And the other person's going to go, well, great. See you later. Instead of maybe keeping that back a little bit and then working on your own sort of commonalities that you see and developing something from that. And it's, and what that, what that's called, it's a concept, it's called the rapport concept. And when you first start out, you always start out with light rapport, medium rapport. Maybe you go a little deep sometimes in terms of sharing a personal thing from your past to, that really gives them an idea of how it's shaped you now. But overall, you don't want to go way deep super soon. And I'm saying soon in regards to maybe even the first month or two or three. It's a matter of but just kind of feeling things out. I think you kind of do. I mean, you got to feel it. But I think that I like to dive in and just kind of see where it's going, see how this person's going to be able to react. And yeah, some people can't handle that, Lex. Me. They can't, they can't I know. Mean, I mean, clearly. It. But, but, but what, if, what if this, hypothetically, what if you... What if you got you were into somebody and you started, you know, the back and forth, and you started dating and all that. And you, and you thought, well, you know, I'm going to kind of hold back how, you know, weird I am about, you know, whatever. And uh and just kind of and not share too much, but share enough so we can develop this connection and and go forward. Uh, and what if it went forward and then at that time, then you started sharing things because now you guys have a basis and a foundation of of having something. And a lot of times that with that foundation that you've already developed with somebody over the, over a, you know, month or, or two or whatever, they're going to be much more open to your extra stuff versus yeah. you throwing all that stuff out at once. And well, that's uh, why I think it's so important to, to develop a friendship. I've preached this on many shows. It's so important to go into a relationship looking at it like a friendship when you meet a new girl or guys when you meet a new dude and you're like hey let's go shoot some hoops or let's go grab a cosmo look at how fucking (laughs) what is the word i'm looking for gender no i'm saying the guys are shooting hoops the girls are grabbing a cosmo like what year is it who am i did i vote for donald trump (laughs) just kidding um but you know when i go get into any relationship i go into it thinking okay if this doesn't work romantically then hopefully this dude and i can be homies and i'm gonna set that solid base of friendship on the first date because then if it doesn't move forward then we st- we can step back and go go to-, to the relationship that we established when we first started hanging on one of the first dates i went on that was the first conversation i had with the dude and it, it, we're friends and it didn't work out, but I do. It worked out for a couple months. And I do remember being like, wow, that felt really good. You know, I mm-hmm. felt really safe that one of the first conversations we had over a bottle of wine was like, I mean, this, this is cool, but I just, we both like looked each other in the eyes and we're like, let's just make sure that we can still be friends if this doesn't work out because like you're rad, I'm rad. And why? shouldn't two really cool people that are attracted to each other that have great chemistry that just aren't working because just one out of a million, you know, isn't there. Um, why, why shouldn't you be 
entities flowing through the community together because that's just good positive energy mm-hmm. um so i think establish a friendship and then move from there and i think if you establish a friendship then the other person is more vulnerable and they're more open to being who they are whether it's too much or not it won't be too much because if you're on that friendship level it's just going to come off very casual and very open and very just free to be me you know yeah, and other people yeah. are going to receive that you're establishing really well. trust in the friendship yeah I so think that's i want to say mine that. yes please. what were yours and then we'll go uh, into mine. again mine were communication respect and support those are my three my three things I've always seen in every single successful relationship I've been in, involved with or saw or whatever. Totally. So what, what are yours? And, and these are um, things that I've seen in people as well. But my three things that I think any successful relationship needs to hold and carry with them at all times is passion, emotional intelligence, and I think that it's timing. And... Those three things don't necessarily always come naturally, but we need to pay attention that you have them at least there in your pocket because passion, I could never be, and not saying that this isn't, this isn't relative to my personality only. I think this is relative to all personalities. If you're not a passionate human, whether it's for your job, for your significant other, for a hobby, then I don't think you've really tapped into like, your soul yet so not that you shouldn't be with someone who's not passionate the person that's not passionate shouldn't be dating you're (laughs) affecting another soul so if if this is you that i'm talking to you need to go find that soul (laughs) so passion for sure but when i think of passion in a relationship relative to me i think of I've only had the best relationships that were passionately aggressive, passionately fucking intimate, even passionately just like comedy, you know, Mm -hmm. even just like fooling around like a bunch of kids. But it was we were passionate about the love languages that we spoke together. Mm -hmm. And that brings out a gnarly fire in a couple. So when you can attach to the things that you are passionate about that that are similar to what your significant other is passionate about, that's just recipe for fucking success. Um, my next one was emotional intelligence. This has to do with a lot of things. It's, are you empathetic? Are you patient? Are you able to be vulnerable? Can you trust? Can you tap into that certain part of your brain to allow yourself to trust this person? Those are all aspects of emotional intelligence. And if you can't feel those things, again, you shouldn't be fucking subjecting someone else who's really emotionally intelligent to this relationship with you until they find out that you're not emotionally intelligent and then they fucking have to dip out because otherwise... You're just hurting them. So again, it, I mean, it all goes back to self. Are you emotionally intelligent enough to be in a relationship? If you are, go move forward. Try it. If you're not, <laughs> create that emotional intelligence. Hit us up and that's then the, that's we'll the hard help part. you out. That's the hard and part. Who the hell knows if they have emotional intelligence or not? That's I mean, the, you know. That's, you know that's that's that if you have the, the, yeah, but, 80% right, of an emotionally well, intelligent that, brain like, ready to function. But, but that's like the David Foster Wallace thing about the fish in the water. You know, the fish cruise by and the, you know the old fish goes, Hey, you know how hey, you know how's the water today? And the and the young fish go, what what water? They they right. have they have no concept of the water. <laughs> it's just okay, like, you're comparing a human brain to a fucking. No, fish. I'm not saying it's that's the that's analogous to. I'm just saying that it's just, it's a matter of uh, do you really understand where you're at? And that's the whole thing. But th- but then right. that com- that comes down to. 
to the self inventory and then uh, dealing with yourself in terms of I of, you know. yeah taking inventory of what you have to bring to the table before you fucking sit at the table right yeah so I think, I know you a know lot what I, mean. I know a lot of the problem is I know a lot of emotionally are you emotionally intelligent I have a lot of people that don't have that to think that they are in fact it's it, it's even worse but you know that they're not right like, oh yeah well I don't that not. exactly and that's you know I I think it's I think it's a matter of of not to derail you because I, I I'm on the right I I see where you're going with no, this I and know, and, it I ma- know. and it makes sense but it, I think it's a matter of if you have had problems and if you keep having bad relationships maybe bringing in your support group your tribe and saying you know where do you think that i can you know do this or that maybe they'll expose to you that maybe you should work on your emotional intelligence on some form or fashion or a certain aspect of your emotional intelligence right right? because there's a lot of there's a lot of pathetic maybe you don't know how to express yourself maybe um you're more of a, a shower as opposed to a sayer. You know what I mean? Like you are going to express yourself differently. Mm-hmm. But if you have the emotional intelligence capacity to be able to communicate that to your significant other. So you're even communicating as an, as an aspect of emotional intelligence. If you're smart enough to know that, fuck, I'm feeling this way. I need to sit down whether I like it or not and communicate to my significant other that I don't like the way he made me feel yesterday. And that's emotional intelligence. Those are all things that we Mm -hmm. need to tap into before we take responsibility Mm -hmm. To be in a relationship before we take the responsibility to be in a relationship. That's serious. We say this all the time. It is not a light thing. If you're going to take responsibility for someone else's feelings, own it, be emotional and be emotionally intelligent enough to do that, to take that into your hands. And to be accountable if things go to, if things go badly and then look at, look back and, and take accountability for your, what happened on your, from your position. Right. And that's my last and thing is timing. Timing is so huge, right? It's like that's, oh, yeah. and that's out of our control, right? It's mm-hmm. like you need timing, whether you can control it or not. It needs to be on your side. You can't control anything going on in someone else's life and you shouldn't try to. And I honestly can control most of what's going on in my life, but not even a hundred percent. There is shit that happens that I can't control. And if that's going to affect my relationship with another person, that's out of both of our hands. So that's kind of something that you kind of just throw the towel, you trust, you get to know this person, you like this person, you love this person, you know, you start to move forward, but you always hope and pray that timing is on your side because if it's not, you cannot force timing. You can't. No, it's just, it's just, it's a flow. And sometimes you could be totally right for each other and it's a bad timing. And it's, it, I feel like I've been so, totally right for multiple people yeah. and the timing just wasn't right. Oh, that and happens a like, lot. Okay, yeah. cool. That happens a lot. You know? It's, it's, it's one of those things where you, and it, whether you believe in soulmates or not, I think there's a lot of people, I think, there, I think people operate on other people's frequencies. And when you find somebody like that, it's like an automatic connection. And when, when you have that and it just so happens to be where it's bad timing, it's really frustrating because that's happened to me a number of times. Super yeah. frustrating that, but, but it's a matter of just understanding that is a huge component to it. That's a huge component to anything starting and progressing forward is, is to have the right timing. And if you try to force it, it's not going to work because you're trying to force things that, that are out of flow. 
Right, and then and, it's just going to fuck with your psyche more than anything. Right. I, you're going to be like, why isn't this working? Oh, it's, and oh, it's, it's timings it's, above your head. Just kind of like, it's me, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm me. not it, on your side. That's almost like that's almost like looking at something and saying everything is it like like a house. And you're saying everything is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted this. I wanted that. I wanted the yard. I wanted the pool. I wanted this. And then uh, you, you go to put the offer in and, and like somebody else already bought it or something. And you're like, oh, fuck. This seems like it'd be perfect for me. Like absolutely, this is yeah. like the perfect place. I've been looking for a year. I finally found this one, and now it's gone. And that's so frustrating. But that's the same thing that happens in regards to timing with another person that it just doesn't mesh up. So it's a matter of just understanding that and kind of moving forward. It's tough, though. I have clients, and I have couple friends that they are. They look so happy, and they've been happy for so long. But it's like been five years, and they're both. You can tell they're both just kind of like. Do, 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 walking through life. This is my boyfriend, you know, mm. and I'm like, no, where's the passion? Find that passion. You're there. You, you're in this relationship for a reason. It's there. Do not let the fire burn out. Just make sure you're there. You're passionate. You're emotionally intelligent about what you need to do, what you need to communicate about and what's popping with the timing devil. If somebody's asking if, is this a waste of time? The answer is yes, because that they wouldn't ask the question know. if they didn't think it was. Uh, now, now, the, now the, now the issue with that is the fact that that's what they think at the moment. That's what they think it context is it true or not we don't know it's a matter of getting into their head and finding out what the deal is and what has changed and what's not there is communication not there is the intelligence not there is the is the respect not there what's waned off what's what's different did you expand in different directions that's the whole point if it does get stale there's a reason why it gets stale if you ask yourself am i in the right place that means you feel as though you're not in the right place just just to just to be totally clear but that, yeah. that, but it doesn't mean that you're not in the right place. If that makes any sense, it just means you're feeling that way at the, at the, at this moment because there's a disconnect and that, and that's when you have to kind of get back into yourself and figure out what the hell's going on and what's changed. And then you have to make it, you have to make a decision in regards to moving forward. Is it what's best for you and the relationship? More you than the relationship, because ultimately when it comes down to it, it's got, you've, you've got to be at the top of the, of the food chain. You have to be, right? You have to totally. be. Remember, you can go to javabud.com uh, for everything for, from uh, from all the podcasts and the videos and stuff. This is going to be on video as well. It's uh, posted in there as well, the video of the podcast. And uh, you can reach me and you can ask me any questions and stuff. I'm going to I'm gonna also plug the book Surrounded by Idiots. Here it is on the video. Oh, my gosh. I've been reading it. I'm halfway through. It's so great. Oh, thank you very much. And you know what? I think it's just easier for me to read, though, because... I, you're like one of my best friends, so I'm like, oh, okay. This well, is yeah, easy. and you, you can, and you can hear it in my voice, and I, I, I write, I, did it's I, so good. Did though. I not write? Thank you. Did I not write the book in the the voice I, I it's talk about in the podcast? I mean, it's such an easy read, and I think people will appreciate that, especially all the idiots reading. Your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, including me and you and everybody else. So, but uh, but what I was gonna say is, if you guys uh, throw me a uh, whoever throws me like a decent uh, show topic. I'll send you a book for free. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I'll yeah. give it out. I'll a book send you a book free. Tony at javabud.com. You, you send me a good. Uh, you send us a good show topic, and we'll and if we use it, I'll send you a book. I want to talk about sex too. Let's get weird. I tried Did, to we just uh, do that post the last not the last time, but the no, time, I but know, the couple weeks but before. I posted a video um, about what's popping in the millennial sex world, and I was oh, getting okay. a lot of DMs. From okay. chicks that are saying that like they don't have as much sex as they would like. 
Oh yeah, okay. That's that's, that's the ne- that's the next show. That's what we're gonna do. So it, then I looked it up now, kind that, of online, and it's saying that millennials are so very careful about who they have sex with, and this yeah, goes back to a lot of our topics before. But it's just not a thing. Sex isn't a priority, no, and you guys I are mean, having apparently less. the sex toy business is just you know Look. skyrocketing. No pun intended. Oh okay. But, oh really? So uh, that's okay. So more of a say, human that, sex. See, that's possible, okay. We, we got to get into that later. In fact, okay. let's do that for the next show. That's intriguing because I have okay. I have a couple of questions for you on that. So uh, and you can uh, reach uh, Lexi at uh, crucialawareness.com. Yes, and- Lexi at crucialawareness.com. Um, Lexi Marie Rodriguez is my Instagram. I'm getting all my socials together for my website. And You're, I'm so it is yeah, an, it's that's been a work in process. Enter, entertaining Instagram. I, I highly recommend following you on your Instagram. It's hilarious. Follow yeah. me, Lexi Marie. Rodriguez, I post doofus pictures of Tony all the time. Yeah, no, I don't, don't follow her for that reason. There, there's just you just you just kind of roll through. It's it's kind of fun to watch your stories. So, all right, everybody, we'll uh, talk to you later. Bye.